this is the One Scott One Knot podcast. I'm Lucy and I'm the Scot. And I'm Karen and I, I'm not, I'm not Scottish at all. <laughs> Join us while we have a wee blether together about all things Scotland from ghosty castles to myths and magic and fairies and folklore. So buckle your seatbelts and significantly lower your expectations because Lucy and I are taking you to Scotland. And on a quick side note, this podcast is not recommended for children under the age of 13 for inappropriate language and content. All right, let's do it. Lucy, I know. what's up? How are you? Um, not much, actually. Life's a bit boring. <laughs> oh, God. I would switch faces with you. I gave Baggy a gigantic bone so that she would be a good girl while we oh, were walking. Oh, look at her. She, she's she was, so cute. She's getting sassy on me. At least um, it's not sitting on the carpet behind you, just in the middle of nowhere, next to some dirty socks or whatever. Oh, <laughs> that's like behind my right shoulder, actually. Yeah. But that's okay. That's normally <laughs> is what you see. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm unabashedly going to be reading that today. That's okay. And uh, first of all, I hope I don't get in trouble for copyright infringement because I'm pretty sure this is actually directly what you're not supposed to do. But can I just tell you, I am this author's biggest fan in the whole universe. Oh, I love that book. This was the first, I think this was the first real fairy book that I ever purchased. It was, I think I purchased it, purchased it right before our retreat in 2019. That's not the one that you got me to read out, was it? it? Yes. Oh, no. No, it wasn't. But I got the other one at the same time. I know what you're Mm -hmm. talking about. So when we were at, for those people that haven't got a clue what we're talking about, when we went to our art retreat in 2019, Karen thought it would be funny to get me to read out fairy stories with my Scottish accent. Like I had to sit on the floor surrounded by everybody. And I like, (laughs) I lied. And you were like, is your camera on? I was like, no. And she videoed me. And then I was like, yeah. full on video. I put it on YouTube, I think, or somewhere. <laughs> I didn't because you got and mad. I, and I was triggered, Karen. Do you know why I was triggered? Because <laughs> that just, I hate the word triggered, actually. <laughs> I hate it. It's like a kid's I, word. Yeah. It's like such a, I know, I wasn't really triggered. That was the wrong word. I just said it because I find that word kind of hilarious. Triggering. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like everybody's triggered by something these yes. days. But, um, but don't come for me if you're triggered by my saying that everybody's triggered. Oh my God. Tell me, tell me. It just hearkened back to the days of yore when I was in college in the States. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And I was an oddity because yeah. of my Scottish accent. And one of my friends had sent me over a copy of Trainspotting, the novel. Mm-hmm. And I think it was when Trainspotting hadn't been out that long or maybe the film had just been made. It was like quite a big thing. And my college friends in the States did that to me as well. They were like, you know, I was like the party piece at parties. Could you read us a chapter of Trainspotting <laughs> with your cute, quaint Scottish accent so we can all laugh at you in a kind of an endearing way? 
I know. <laughs> we just want to hear it out of love. We're not making fun of mm-hmm. you. It's just such a rarity. And some of our, and it's so funny back before we really started talking like every day as we do, I our really, really good friends here that live like in our neighborhood <clears throat> are Irish, but like from Ireland, Irish. And the, our friend Simon is from Northern Ireland and his wife, Debbie, my good friend is from Ireland. And, you know, forever I couldn't, I actually, and I'm embarrassed to say this now, but I actually couldn't differentiate. This is so embarrassing because I co- totally can now between an Irish accent and a uh-huh. Scottish accent was just that all, happens a like, lot. It's okay. Just was like beautiful and amazing. But now I find it so interesting because I'm so used to hearing them. And I'm so here, so used to hearing you that I'm, I'm like, how did I ever even get them confused? Like now I so distinctly I understand. and can hear all the nuances, but when it is new, when you're not used to hearing it as an American, it just sounds awesome it's no, just the number really... of times people say you have an accent I, I don't have an accent it's just like musical and beautiful sounding but I don't think that personally speaking I would love it if people corrected me on this but personally speaking I don't think that I have a nice Scottish, Scottish accent, accent? Why? I because I love a Highland accent I love a West Coast accent all those people that come from places like Lewis, those sing-songy, sing-songy Scottish accents, they are such gorgeous accents. Even Orkney and Shetland accents are so nice as well. They're kind of a little bit stranger, and I don't mean that in a oh, bad way. I wanna, I, now I need to go onto YouTube and listen to clips. I know, but an, 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 a Northeast Scotland accent is, to me, not the most beautiful of Scottish accents mm-hmm. but maybe that's just because I'm surrounded by it and where then you, where I did, also don't have a super strong accent where did people. you grow up where which area did you grow in, this, where you in are? Aberdeenshire oh okay yeah but I because I traveled so much yeah my accent dulled itself down traveled so it, as well it kind of simplified itself out because otherwise people wouldn't understand me and Actually, I lived in Australia for a year when I was a kid and I had an Australian accent when I lived there. Oh my gosh, that is something. I can't, I can't fake an accent. I can't like not well, like I didn't fake I it. Can't just do it. No, but I mean of, I can't even like I can't even like, I know we need to make I still one need word to think of a good phrase for Max to yes, say. You do. But I lost that as soon as I came back to Scotland. And then when I went to college in the States, believe it or not, I actually picked up an American accent. That would be. Can you do one now? Um, you have. You nope. can't talk about all these accents and then not give me something. Well, the thing is, that I can't do it if I. Tr- I'm not one of those people that can think of an accent and try to do it. It just happened so gradually that Lame. I didn't even notice it Lame. was happening. I want to hear an accent. And- give me an accent. Just pick <laughs> one and give it to me. Do it. Do it. Do a, do a Scottish one. <laughs> I have got a Scottish accent. What are you talking about? You just told me there are all these other ones within Scotland. Bust me out another one. Come on. Come on. Please. please, Oh, my God. The pressure. (laughs) Do it. I can't put on another Scottish accent. (gasps) Yes, you can. Give me one from your childhood. You said it was very much more pronounced than now. No, I don't think it was ever. I don't think my accent was ever hugely pronounced because my dad 
was from England. So what? What did you just say? I know it's oh like sacrilege, isn't it? That mm-hmm. is. Don't ever say that. No. And did we try and suppress that, that side of the family? <laughs> it's okay. I have English in me too, but I just yeah. embrace my German. So no. But I mean, there are people with stronger accents in my area. There's all these farmers, farmer types. What do they sound like? Strong. What do they sound like, like then? <laughs> I don't really understand. You're going to have to give me an example. So it's really an example. This conversation is lame. You guys listening to this, you don't realize that the (laughs) thing that I hate the most is being put under pressure. (laughs) Damn it. All right. I'm sorry. You never know. Max was here. I won't. He would never say anything. What you need to do is pretend like this conversation didn't happen. Move on. And then you never know that I might burst into <gasps> something okay. unexpectedly okay. when you least expect it. Okay. I can't actually think of a good phrase. It was like last week when you were speaking about Max. I couldn't yeah. think of a good phrase. That I need to think of a good phrase for him that covers all the bases. I have a lot of, of R's in it and like a loch. No, a really, a really well-known but cheesy Scottish phrase oh, yeah. would be it's a bra bricht moonlicht nicht. The nicht. Do you oh, know what that means? No. It just sounds like you're clearing. Take a throat. guess. Say it again. It's a it's a bra bricht moonlicht nicht the nicht. <laughs> it's something about a night. Yeah, nearly. <laughs> nearly. Say it one more time. It's a bra bricht moonlicht nicht the nicht. It's a it's a beautiful moonlit night tonight. Yeah. yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Well done. Pull that right out of my keister. Yes. You could get Max to say that. Okay. I'll just, I'll give That's him a the kind of thing that you'd clip. imagine like older people maybe in Scotland saying if they were going to say something Aww. really Scottish. It's romantic. Oh, it's so pretty. That covers all the R's in the yeah. sounds all day long. That sounds really horrible yeah, down huck, the microphone. Huck and a loogie. And that's a, what you would say in the huck US. Huck and a loogie? You say that in Scotland? No. Huck a loog. Huck a loogie. No, no, no. That's when you're like trying to like whip up some spit. You huck a loogie. Gobbing. That's what that's 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 what the word is. Gobbing. Gob, yeah. Gobbing. I love that every episode we find one bizarre, like <laughs> off language thing that we never knew. It's like never fails. It's so cute. Hakaluki sounds so Hollywood to me. I feel oh, like really? somebody in Greece would be saying it. I'm gonna hakaluki. Oh really? I don't yeah. know where that came from. I don't I feel like my kids don't say it. that was like something we said growing up. Yeah, just like, imagine that was, like people cool like teenagers be like quotes. <laughs> Hold on, I got a hakaluki. Like, you're like, whatever. Why you would be doing like, that? I don't know. What does hakaluki even know, it's mean? Like, is like that. That sound. How? <laughs> Where does that come? I don't know. I didn't make it up. I just say it. <laughs> um, we have to talk about this book, though. This. Oh book- yeah, no. What's the name of the book for those okay, that called- aren't watching us on YouTube but listening to us and don't have a visual? So this is called Scottish Herbs and Fairy Lore. Actually, real quick about language. Do you say herbs? Herbs. Herbs. Yeah, we say. And if you're, if you're, if you're like my mom, there's like a certain kind of maybe generation of Northeast Scottish people who wouldn't even say herbs. They, they call an H a 
and I can't even do it. And <laughs> heech, heech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heech. Yeah. Etch, etch. That's, you know, it's even worse. She'll say the etch. I'm like, what's that? What's, what the hell's that? The etch. What's that? An etch? An etch. <laughs> That's so funny to you with that. Actually, it's so funny. A hitch, itch. You know, yeah, that's weird. No, no, H. and why is the why is the H silent when you hop the pond? Like, what happens to it? Why do we I say have it? No idea what weird? happened when you all hopped the pond and went over there. So we're like, no kibosh on the H's. Scottish herbs. It does it sound weird that I'm not saying the H then? No, because I'm used to American accents. Weirdos. So Scottish Herbs and Fairy Lore is by Ellen Everett Hopman. This book, every word in this book is gold. It's it's such a good one. It's such a good book. And I honestly can't believe that I scored the best book like right out the gate because normally it takes you like, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like you buy one and you're like, no, 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 that's not good enough. Oh, what's this one? What's that one? You know, which I'm still doing. But it's so funny now that I have this giant collection of fairy lore books. I keep coming back to this one. It's and every time I come back, not that the other ones I have aren't so good, but this one is just it just shines its light even brighter. It just gets it cuts right to the point. It's like right to the just the the, the best stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, just tell me about the fairies. It's she doesn't beat around the bush. It's just exactly all the things. It's like all the magic, all the terms, all the things. Like, I'm like, how does she know all this stuff? It's I literally know. everything. She talks about everything. When was it written again? I think it was published in uh, 2010. Okay, so it's and not that old. So I sh- I know I should not be reading this on a podcast, but maybe if I like just tell the whole world how much how awesome it is, and I just hope she knows that I love her, and I just want to spread the word that her book is amazing. The facts Karen, are amazing. Let's face it, I do not think that you are going to be the first podcaster in history to read to from a book. read something off of a book. Well, yeah. I just, I, I, I'm coming from a place. I think of as long pure, as you credit, you're fine. Your love. It's the stuff in here is amazing. And the, the, um, there's so much more than what we're going to be talking about today in it. Just to make that clear, this is not a book just about, even though it's called Scottish herbs and fairy lore, it's much more like all things fairy, like all things fairy, not, and the, and the herbs and the flowers are just actually a slim part of all the other things. So if you hadn't gleaned the crux of today's episode, we are talking about actual Scottish herbs, but also mostly the lore surrounding surrounding I'm so them. excited for this i this love is, this su- subject i really i really really do too and this for me originated back when we were prepping for our art retreat and for in case this is your first time listening lucy and i are artists in 2019 we rented ward hill castle which is in aberdeenshire it's, it's owned by the leslie family um and we did art and drank and ate and had an amazing ghost and had lots of ghosts and Lucy kidnapped us to stone circles that were literally magical. And part of the lesson that I taught, we were teaching different lessons and what I was teaching because watercolors are really easy to travel with since they're small and compact. Um, so I was teaching, I thought it would be really neat to incorporate some watercolor botanicals. And I was thinking, well, so that's what 
initiated my whole search. I was like, okay, well, cause botanicals are e- on the easier side of painting. Um, and so then I started to say, I was just thinking, and I didn't even know, I was like, I, hmm, I wonder if there's any sort of like magic associated with any of these plants. And, and I, that's when I started researching and that's when I bought this book and like come to find out there is tons of lore associated mm-hmm. with tons of you know, plants and trees and, and kind of, it's almost like, it's almost like everything that's growing naturally, someone kind of drummed up an excuse to have some sort of magical thing associated with it, which if you think of a land before TVs and YouTube and podcasts mm-hmm. and like anything yeah, to that keep yourself occupied, so really, that's all you're looking at all day, especially right? after you'd already had your 12 children. Yeah. Right. You're literally like just weeping in a meadow. <laughs> <Just> like- <laughs> Because your life sucks. And um, yeah, you're looking at the apple that fell from the tree. So I, um, rather than researching and transferring my notes to another notebook in which I read, which is what I normally do, I'm actually just going to read straight up from this book because like I said, Ellen she doesn't mince words. She just, she just is right out with it. Now, what I love about the format of the way she teaches and talks about the plants is that she has a picture of each one. It's like a little dictionary within Mm -hmm. this book she has the name. She has usually like the Linnaean name, if there is one or the Latin name, sorry, as my anthropology major. I was going to say what? what It's just me in Latin. That's like the scientific, like, go and say that again. Cause I Linnaean. 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 I've never heard that. Yeah. When I was, oh, I went yeah. to, I studied anthropology. I did like a paleoanthropological program in Kenya. And mm-hmm. as part of our education, it was like a field school. So as a part of our education, every time we saw an animal in the wild and we were like a safari for three months, basically, oh my God, we had to learn the Linnaean name <clears throat> for every single animal that we saw. Wow. We had to write it down. Yep. So it was like everything, every like baboon and tiger. No, there's no tiger. So what lion. is the Linnaean name for no a lion? Idea. I don't know. Oh, come on. Like what is million, it, Karen? What is it? Like a what is million it? years ago. <laughs> well, you hassled me about accents. So I'm just trying to get okay. you back here. You do yeah. realize. I literally remember zero, zero of those oh. names. So, uh, so she has the name and then she has for every single one, the, the, I would just say like the holistic medicinal use of that, mm-hmm. of said, of said thing. But, you know, to me, it's like, you don't even, and that's another thing too, is like, there is, there is a, a purpose for these two as well. It's not mm-hmm. just lore. They all have like a dual role. There's like the medicinal use. And then there's the lore, there's the lore behind it, which both are really is equally interesting, really. Yeah. Because who uses an apple other than just for a snack these days? You know what I mean? Like, I have to say that I love, um, I wish I knew more about it. It is one thing that I want to spend some time really studying, but I mm-hmm. do love doing a little bit of foraging and picking herbs and making them into things and brewing up potions in my kitchen and bottling tinctures weirdo no I'm just kidding I reminds me of being a child actually like Mm -hmm. just pretending you're little you have your little like mortise and pestle or yeah I made a huge huge amount of elderberry tonic uh last year because it is supposed to be really good for your immune system so obviously with loads of 
horrible illnesses going around last year. It was yeah. quite nice to yes. do. And it tastes delicious. You can actually just add it to water. It makes a really nice drink. Oh, um, oh, but yeah, I did berry. feel a little bit like a kitchen witch. Yeah. My son came downstairs and rolled his eyes at me because I was standing over the cauldron, you know, like stirring this thing that yeah. was like thick and gloopy oh, and red and there was God. red dye, the <laughs> dye from it going all over the place. And then I was having to squeeze it through a Muslim m- m- muslin bag. Yeah, like cheesecloth or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, Gemini this- toadstool. <laughs> <laughs> Pass me. my pointy hat on. <laughs> hand me my broomstick I need to run out (laughs) I love that so funny no I do too and I don't think I'm and even though the actual organic like holistic uses of these are equally fascinating I because there's so many I'm not going to be focusing on that I'm going to go right to the floor because that's just cooler that's what we're here for I know we want to hear okay so especially if we've got any that can protect us against the unsealing yeah, babies. Yeah, that there's would be a, particularly good. There's a lot. So Apple, we're it's we're gonna go alphabetically. So thanks, Ellen. Oh my God, are you gonna read the whole book? Um, maybe. Okay. See you all in ten hours. <laughs> Which would be the normal length of our normal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Apple, um, apples are associated with Avalon, which Avalon in some language means Apple Land. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, so there you go. Apple straight out the gate. So it's associated with Avalon and the Celtic underworld. An apple branch alone can take you to the land of fairy. Did you know that? Really? Yep. It tells you to encounter fairies. That's what I mean. She doesn't mess around. She gets right to it. To encounter fairies, this is exactly what you do. You sleep under an apple tree at noon on Midsummer's Day. Oh, my goodness. That's it. Yeah, I don't know if I want to try that though. Yeah. I don't really want to go to Fairyland. But Land. don't you appreciate about that, that, that about her though? Like she doesn't mess around. She's like, oh, it's not. I know. Most books are like la 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 la, and she's like, nope. Here you go. She's like this time, this place, you're gonna go here. I'm like, I appreciate. Turn that. left at the first exit. Yeah. That's what I mean. Her whole book is like that. So satisfying. She just gives you the answers. Like I, I'm all about it. She's so there's the pin on the map. And there's a little apple divination with this as well. So if you cut an apple, oh, I wish I had an apple with me. If I had a kid around, I would make them go get me one. Is it going to tell me who I'm going to marry? Well, hang on. She tells you. You cut an apple in half and you're going to look at the seeds. If they are whole, it means good luck. If one seed is damaged, Lucy, I'm afraid it means trouble. Oh, no. If more than one is cut, it means severe misfortune. Oh, yeah, oh, I don't think don't I cut want it. to do that. Just, just let's not bother mm-hmm. because if you cut it open and you've got lots of damaged seeds, then you're just going to spend the yeah. rest of the day That's worrying about, about what's going to happen. And then you could probably possibly just bring that misfortune yep. upon yourself. By, I know. Yeah. But that's pretty cool about the sit on an apple tree at noon on Midsummer's Day. Do you guys have a lot of, I would think that Scotland would be good climate for apple trees. Do you guys guys have a lot of apples there? Yeah, there's not a whole, I would say there's not a whole lot just growing in the wild. Do you have orchards? But, But people do have them in their gardens, some people, yeah. Do you have apple orchards? Like where do you get an apple and where does Scotland get their apples from? 
Tesco's <laughs> Altis. <laughs> well, like in the U.S., they are most of them are grown in the Northeast or the Northwest. Or the yeah, North we probably States. do. I I would say they're maybe further down south, maybe in England. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I um. Yeah. Yeah. That I have to say, it's not like I drive around and see apple orchards. So if there are some, they're not in this area. They must be somewhere else. Simple question, Lucy. I know. I gave you perfectly. I'm just kidding. I'm full of um, sass today. I'm so sorry. Um, nice comprehensive answer. <laughs> uh, all right, you ready for number two? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, this is Ash. Now I'm sure you're we're heard. still on E. Yeah, <laughs> there's only two, and we are going to cover both. Don't worry. Well, there's okay. some letters we skip entirely. <laughs> all right, so Ash, as you know, is is it as you know? And then I'm like, wait, what is it? <laughs> It's in a tree, isn't it? It's an ash yeah, tree. It's a tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when a child was born in the highlands, the midwife would place a green ash stick in the fire. She collected the sap as it came out at the ends, preferably in a silver spoon, and fed a cooled spoonful to the newborn as its first food. Oh my goodness. I know. The only thing is she doesn't say why. But I know that I was last night that- reading. I was reading from Catherine Briggs book and she does say why, but unfortunately I didn't write it down, but I think it's to like ward off evil spirits. It's for protection uh-huh. for sure. And is that where the phrase born with the silver spoon in your mouth comes from? It is from? totally related to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's also one of the nine sacred woods of the Druids who used to use it for making healing wands. Oh, and that to me just sounds like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't know, right? With their little yeah. wands, but already it's like setting the mood for like all these fun, yeah, fun, fun, fun. So the bind. I can't leaf, imagine. Sorry, no, you're fine. Sorry to interrupt. I just can't imagine that sap from an ash tree would be particularly good for a newborn baby yeah, to be yeah. eating. Well, you also were supposed to put changeling babies in a fire to, you know, so <laughs> a lot of things that I would question <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Um, do you, have you ever heard of bindweed or hedgeweed? Bindweed. Yeah. It's, I've heard the name, but I don't particularly know. The flowers are really beautiful. Um, they're picked on Beltane morning and woven mm-hmm. into a wreath and that averts evil. <gasps> Ooh, now yeah. that would be quite a good one to try. I wonder right? if there's any near me. This mm-hmm. little, little thing. It's a really, really pretty flower. Um, 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 how about this one? Birch, which we all know what a birch tree is, right? Yeah, we've got loads of them near here. If you plant a birch tree in the graveyard, it will help to guard the dead. That's pretty powerful. And if you place a rod of birch in the child's cradle or in the coffin, it becomes a protective charm. So it's got protective qualities. And a lot of these plants, it's all about protecting them and like warding off evil, Mm -hmm. protecting them from evil spirits. And so there's obviously a lot of fear associated and you know things to little lucky charms that are like little they become tokens to ward off and protect people which I think is like I do agree that for me trees have that that I can get that sense from trees actually 
they're so old without wanting like, to sound like a complete tree hugger well okay, it's okay. Be a tree hugger that's a good thing to be i yeah. don't i don't mind i'm no, gonna no. embrace my weirdo mm-hmm. hippiness do but it. i do feel that there's that you know if you walk through a forest you yeah. get that feeling that feeling like that trees are they have they do give off a sense of something don't they well I have to say it depends on the forest where you are yes where I am all I think about is snakes the whole time I'm in the okay (laughs) but where you are for sure do you remember the forest that's on the when you're driving to Ward Hill Castle on the left hand side of the road and that cottage is right in front of you and every time we drove by it we were like we need to go in like the fairies are calling me they're in there that was, was an like, amazing forest. Unlike any, uh, like that had like a whole atmosphere mm-hmm. in there that you could just sense that from, from a distance. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We were like drawn. We were like, we need to that go That was a beautiful, there. I feel like that about a lot of forests. And it's funny because yeah. I think that, I think that in the past forests, in the days before pre-electricity and artificial light and the the element of safety that comes mm-hmm. that feeling of safety that comes with that i mean we're very mm-hmm. sheltered now in our yeah in our houses with locks on the doors and yeah light that we can see outside and street light and we can see somebody coming down the street and all of those things but in the days before that i think forests for a lot of people were very frightening places because you can't see what's lurking in there yeah. you can't see what's behind the trees there could be animals that are ready to pounce out and Although hurt you. Or... There's so little, okay, there's so few scary animals in Scotland. You don't have big, okay, where I am, like, I can't even, I won't even walk through the forest in the summer because there's the spiders are like evil and awful and huge. The snakes are poisonous, and the ones that are not poisonous are like seven feet long. And but you go to school. Oh my god! I'm not coming to your no, house now. You don't said that. Don't come to me. <laughs> I wouldn't come here either. When I didn't really have like fire ants that are in the grass that will like kill you alive. I mean, so I, I have poison ivy there. Oh yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So what I love about Scotland, yet number you know number nine thousand eight hundred forty-one, mm-hmm. is that you don't have any of that. So know, you can literally like country. You can like. Ramps through the forest, probably with no shoes on, and find like squishy ground to lay on, and like there aren't these big scary yeah. predator things. There's nothing poisonous. You have what an adder? There's like and one snake. I have never seen an adder in my entire life. Right. So if there so are I... adders. They're not that common. What we do have now, I think the worst thing that we have now that we that didn't really exist when I was younger as much are ticks with Lyme disease in them yeah we have those too but saying that we don't have the tick and Lyme disease issue that for example like Connecticut yeah no there's a lot of there's a lot of places you know I worked at a festival in Connecticut and it was tick it wouldn't know it was it wasn't Connecticut it was upstate New York and it was tick central yeah and the ticks were awful in that place I woke up with a tick in the corner of my eye oh ah like right there 
some guy woke up with taking his unmentionables. I know my son had one on his unmentionable when he was like four. It was so bad. But for some reason- we do. Yeah, sorry. What were you gonna say? No, you're gonna say no. Ticks don't gross me out for some reason, and I know actually a couple people. I know that Lyme disease is what scares the crap out of me, not the ticks themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is that the tick, the tick crawling on your leg, or even yeah. the tick going in your skin, isn't <laughs> as you're gonna say terrifying that. as a huge big um True. snake this poisonous True. or poisonous True. spiders can you imagine living in australia but saying i have a funny tick story actually do you want All to right. hear it okay we're only on b we just got to b <laughs> so do your funny tick story and then we got to get to bog violet because we have all the whole alphabet to do yes yeah Go. so when i when i was living in the states i got bit by a tick and it was one of the tiny tiny ones those super tiny ones that yes the deer ticks see. yeah and they're the ones with the Lyme disease. Yes. And I was with one of my friends in Philly and we were on one side of Philly and we were getting the train back to her house at the other side of Philly. You were the best memory ever. And she said, um, well, rather than just going back to my house, let's get off at this station because there's a hospital that's like the university hospital. Oh, you told me this story before. Yeah. Oh my and, God. And yes. we'll just we'll just get the doctor to like <laughs> take the tick out carefully. Yes. And I was like, okay. And this was like a Saturday night at 11 o'clock or something. And we were like, went to the hood. So we got off, we got off the train. And literally the minute we stepped off the train... She went, uh oh. And I was like, what? And she went, I, we got off at the wrong stop. Oh, we're God. not at, we're not in the we're not in the right place in Philly. Like we're in a place in Philly that you you don't want to be. And we're like, well, there's nothing for it. We're gonna have to walk to the hospital now. <laughs> so we walked to the hospital um through like a super dodgy part of philly which i'm sure if you're american feels dodgy but for us a scottish person that comes from the middle of nowhere like me i was a little bit dodgy yeah and we got to this hospital and we went went through the the metal detectors that detected anyone who had a gun (laughs) which is saying something because that was in what 1990 something yeah. Which so that's a rough neighborhood because those metal detectors didn't come into vogue after in, until like 9-11. Well, so if that was pre-9-11 and you were going through a metal detector, like that's, that's like you're in the hood. We were in the hood. We were yeah. in the hood it's in like Philly. Compton of Philly. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And so we walked through the metal detectors with the um security guards on the gate of oh, the of the and this is a hospital. It's normally like 11 o'clock on a Saturday night oh, and the waiting room was full <laughs> of like gang members, gang members <laughs> and wailing women. There was this woman who was like crying her eyes out because mm. somebody had just walked into her house and shot her husband <gasps> in front of her. Oh. And here was me and <gasps> my <laughs> friend, Tira. <laughs> sitting with a tick on my knee we felt like the biggest idiots in the world that when the doctor called when the doctor called me through and we had to say why we were here we're like um could you turn this tick out please oh my god it's i would like, have been like give me the tick he was like what are you doing here we're like we so got that's... off the wrong train <laughs> so that's... he so he took the tick out 
he put it in a little jar for a keepsake for right. me. I'm sure he did. That's and he said, he said, don't leave the hospital. Get somebody to come and collect you, yeah, please. You're gonna die and have to and come so right back. We phoned her mom who refused to come and collect us. Oh <laughs> my god, because where you were was so bad. She was didn't like, I'm not coming coming and there. And oh my god. And um, and then one of her friends came, decided he was he was gonna come was and collect bored. us. So we had to like wait at the door of the hospital because we felt like these two absolute idiots. <laughs> okay i do i don't want to have it i don't want to go on another tangent but i have to because you're talking about bugs and emergency rooms and i have a story i have to tell I you hear it. okay I our tangents are the best anyways so well it's okay. i just you gotta go with the flow um so billy my middle son who's now 15 when he was i think he was six he got bit by a black widow spider oh he my was, goodness yeah, he was rolling didn't you get them in the states we get everything in this stupid state that I live in. Yeah, they're very rare and they can oh freaking kill you. So he was he was like rolling around like in his underwear, as you do when you have little boys. And he stood up and he was had like a full body rash, like head to toe. Like he just lit, looked was like all of a sudden was like modeled a thousand colors. And I was oh, like, my goodness. Hell is wrong with you. And this was during a period where I'm not even kidding you. So Max, who's 12, he has had, I don't know, like four broken bones he's been in like we were in the emergency room like every three months pretty yeah, much for boys like, are like that four years in a row so this was just like and we i knew all the doctor's names in the emergency room like staff <laughs> like i'm not even joking and so he he stands up he's like literally hot to toe and we're like what the hell is wrong with you i look on the carpet and literally like walking across the floor is a black widow spider and i was how like did you, how did you know you know what they look like they're they they are so they're crazy like they don't look real they're bodies are like nature's perfection they're like this beautiful um glossy black and then the red mark is like somebody took a paint pen or like nail polish and drew like the most perfect circle i mean they look unreal they don't look like any other spider they're undeniable and their legs are like beautiful so at least there's no question there at least you know exactly you're not having to like trap it with a uh, with a glass and take it to the emergency no, room with you for diagnosis that well I did though because I didn't think that anybody would believe us because it was like crazy plus I was like you know you, it's one thing well, to it was say like house? I yeah it was right in the middle of our living room floor so I we Wait, put it in his, you'll never sleep we took it in a ziplock baggie with my son at 11 o'clock at night and we went to the emergency room and oh my god it was so funny so they were like checking us in and I was like yeah I think my son got bit by this black widow spider because he's like look at him like modeled what is going on I'm like I'm sure it's just this and I handed them the baggie instead of taking my son in they took the spider back to show the whole staff because <laughs> it was like so crazy they're like can we just have this for a minute and I'm like uh, sure they just went around all the nurses came out the doctor came out and they were like well he was this like scientific like because if you get bit by a black widow spider it like fucks you up so they were so they gave him like a shot of prednisone they like took care of him but they were like there is some crazy reason why he is not like he should be really messed up the er doctor said in one case he's had one other case in 20 years of treating someone who's been bit by a black winter spider he like pulled me over he was like look i'm not sure but he's like this is this can be really bad he's like the guy that i treated you know, in 20 years, like it, it causes your internal muscles and organs to contract involuntarily. Oh so my like against your will. And he said, it's, it's 
extraordinarily painful. And so he was like, he's like, when I, and I don't know why it was just so crazy. Evidently that I was there with a spider and my child. So he felt the need to like be sharing this with me because normally I think that just scares the crap out of the poor mom. Right. But like Billy was clearly fine. So, um, he was like, yeah, so they have, they have an antidote to it. No, they don't. And he said, he's like, basically all we can do is just keep them comfortable. They keep them like sedated and like filled with pain meds. And then they just, they just ride it out while the venom like courses through. But he said, it's so extraordinarily painful. And I was like, what? And they're like, he's like, he's like, the only thing I can think of is that he just got nicked and didn't get bit. He just, I'm terrified. Isn't that crazy? I know. And then like two years later, there was another one on the outside of my bedroom window. And I literally was never coming to America again. Took like the spider spray and was like, and just like zapped it through the window. It's like, why do I keep seeing black widow spiders? I know. Isn't that crazy though? Sorry. I had to, that that terrifies me. I don't, I just, for some reason, I don't, I'm still not scared of spiders. Snakes are a whole entire different conversation. I'm not scared of spiders here because none of them can kill you. I'm scared of the spiders that can kill you. Well, that's why I don't go into the North Carolina woods. Cause like the shit out there is bad news. I don't want anything of it, but then it's Colin, it's just fairies. So it's like, fine. Well, yeah. You ready to get back to B? We've only I done am. two, Lucy. <laughs> that's <know>. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> We we have been known to. All right, at least at least Ginger is hanging out with us still. (laughs) Got one. (laughs) Ginger on my hair. (laughs) It's like, why are you slagging off my ginger hair? Oh no, Ginger Brian, our friend, our friend and fan. Hi, Ginger. All right, I'm going to talk about the bog violet next because it's actually super super cool, and there's a lot of powerful things about. The bog violet, which is also known as butterwort, which is also known as oh. marsh violet. Oh, yeah. So if you mm-hmm. have, I think they're super common. Mm-hmm. So the, this is the most magical of highland plants, actually. Wow. And it's worn in a golden amulet or as a charm to ward off, as you do, evil and misfortune, including very specific things like unrequited love, starvation, drowning, and the loss of a court case. Really? <laughs> That's brilliant. So next time I have to go to court for where's my bog violets? I'm gonna take my bog violets in a little necklace. (laughs) And then there's more. It gets so much better. To make a love spell, do these things. Oh, I need that. Come on, give me all the love spells. Okay, first of all, you need to get down on your left knee and gather nine roots. And then you're gonna knot them together to make a ring. The woman then puts the ring into the mouth of a girl who is seeking a lover. So I'll make it and I'll put it into your mouth because I have a lover. Okay. <laughs> um, in the this name of the, kind of gross. In the name of the sun, be, moon. <laughs> just I'd it, be prepared. I I'd will be prepared touch you. To I'll just like I'll just nest. like toss it in. Okay. And then I would. Oh yeah, in the name of the sun, moon, and stars, and the, of the three worlds. When the girl meets the man she desired, she places the ring into her mouth. And should the man kiss her while the ring is in her mouth, he will be bound to her forever. However, this is a big however, Lucy. Are you listening? Oh, there's always a however. When it comes to Scotland, there is. This kind of love spell does not guarantee happiness because... Just because a person is bound does not mean that they will love you or even like you, it says. Oh, what's the point then? 
like every marriage you're bound but it doesn't mean i don't want to be bound to somebody who doesn't like me well then don't do the love spell because it doesn't guarantee you anything okay but that that's kind of that is fairly typical for a lot of witchcraft type love spells where they always come with a bit of a caution yeah in that like it's not always not not that i not that i've studied love spells in depth i'm whatever clearly you're an expert (laughs) if i was an expert i wouldn't still be single would i that's true um but they they always come with a bit of a caution in that you shouldn't really try to bend the will of another person because that isn't actually good magic there is quite a bit of those like i.e when magic is involved it's kind of not good when it comes to like matters of the heart yeah it's like best mm-hmm. to leave those alone but we're not even done with the the bog violet magicness oh, there's more okay if it's there's, put it's under a multi-use yeah this multi-use. one is a big one it's, it's like those herbs that you get nowadays where it'll say can cure and it has like a list of a hundred different things yes oh yeah. actually i haven't seen those Okay. I just see the drug was for the warnings of all the things that actually bad side effects it will give you. So it can be put under a woman in labor to ensure safe delivery and is carried mm-hmm. by travelers as protection and can be secretly sewn into your clothing. Um, women are supposed to sew it into their bodice and men put it under not their right, but their left arm. So specific. Really matters. The, know. You know what that was? Is that some guy put it under his left arm and something it like he got lucky, like he escaped an accident or like a close call. Yeah. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh, it must have been the bog violet that like fell into my coat <laughs> when I was putting it on. And then they're like, spread the word. It's got to be the left side. Maybe, it was, maybe it's like a medieval form of deodorant. And he was like, I'll put it under my arm and it'll make it smell nice. And then. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is a little stronger than deodorant. It's like saving your life and like ensuring a safe delivery of your baby. But there's more, unbelievably. If you really? feed the herb to an animal like a goat or a cow and then it's the and then you drink it from milk, you can gain magical protection. Oh, that sounds like a good one. Yeah, but there's there's more. Place it under the churn or milk pear, pail to prevent fairies and sorcerers from stealing the milk so there's so much and i'm not even done if you weave a hoop of it plus butterwort which is butterwort oh if you weave a hoop of milkwort and this bog violet which is also known as butterwort Mm -hmm. and dandelion and marigolds if you have that specific combination and Uh you bind it with three threads made from fairy flax which is, it gives the Latin name there, which I don't know what that is, and place it under the milk ducket bucket. It will stop ill-intentioned witches and sorcerers from stealing or spoiling the milk. That is like... It's like a really super complicated thing seriously. just to stop them from spoiling Can't your you milk. you just like pop Let's it in the it. fridge? It would be way <laughs> faster than like making a wreath. Finding four <laughs> different plants, oh. making a wreath. It must have been a huge issue that they had to come up with this they giant a problem with milk. Obviously. Compl- but are you even surprised that it's this complicated, crazy thing, though? No, not at all. Not at all. Me neither. 
All right, here's a really quick one. The bog myrtle, otherwise known as bayberry. This one is actually the totem herb of the Campbells, like me. And it is said to repel evil fairies. So did you say blayberry? Um bayberry. Oh, bayberry. Okay. So I didn't realize that the clans have their own magical. I didn't herb, realize either. Although that makes sense finally. Here's a quick quick fun one buttercup as we all know what a buttercup is that the buttercups are worn in a bag which conjures up not really feminine pretty images in my head of what you're wearing you're wearing a bag of buttercups but it cures madness so there's that wow yeah it's how many do you that. need to use know, right you don't need to go to like the a shopping bag bag size just or wear like this bag pouch. of buttercups and you're good just so easy no words but did you know words for that (laughs) did you know that they're poisonous too i didn't know that's her cups yeah i know ellen she she is a wonder you tell maggie that's crazy because the number of kids myself included who put buttercups under your chin when to see if you like butter yes so it's coming a bit close to your mouth if it's poisonous there. Yeah, really is. Hold on. Oh, I just made like this crazy face. <laughs> All right. Sorry for that interruption. Kids coming home. Um, I don't remember where we were. So let's jump off with Elder, which we were just talking about earlier. Oh, right? Elderberry? I love elders. I love elderberries. And elderflower makes the nicest wine. Yeah. It makes good gin. It mixes yeah. with good gin. No, I can't wait until it's the, I, the, I don't think the flowers are quite out here yet. Or I hope I've not missed them. But yeah, I wanted to go and pick some elder flowers. There's a lot of uses for like the roots, bark, shoots, leaves, flowers, fruits. There's a ton, a ton of different uses for them. But I'm cutting right to the good stuff. Okay, go for it. So Elder has a protective female spirit that will protect you. Yeah, it protects you against sorcery as long as profound respect is shown to the plant. Ooh. Yeah, I don't really know. So what do you that have to means. ask permission? Yeah, are you, you like? I am so sorry. I have to cut you down. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Maybe you just have to. You know, I quite like speaking to plants. Maybe you just have to say thank you when you take the berries off the trees, or. Yeah, maybe she'll, maybe she will. Oh, there's this one has a lot of good stuff in it. I'll just keep reading for a minute. Mm-hmm. It is very bad luck to cut down an elder tree or to burn her wood. I love how it's her wood. Yeah. I love that. Use only twigs, leaves, and berries or a small section of her root and be sure to thank the elder mother when you take any part of her dwelling. So there you go. She, oh, Of course, Ellen would tell that. you. She's not going to leave you hanging with that information. No, you don't want to get into trouble with the elder tree. No. Whip handles for hearse drivers were once made of elder to guard against ghosts. Really? Dri- yeah. Dried elderberries mm. picked on Midsummer's Day are placed on the windowsill to prevent evil from entering. As with Rowan, an elder cross is protective of the house and barn. Make one by binding two equal length twigs with red thread. Oh, and yes. I, I knew that about you. Did? I didn't know it about elder. Oh, cool. Yeah. I knew about like the red the- thread and the ramen tree. Yeah. And I know there's like when you combine certain number of these magical plants together, it does like 
you know, mm-hmm. new and better magic. and get some elder twigs and do the same thing. Yeah. I think, you know, you said don't burn it. I mm-hmm. think that's actually also got a scientific reason because it's toxic. Oh, interesting. I think elder wood is toxic to burn. Okay. I'm so you to would get toxic fumes. That. You know how there's certain, certain wood that would be toxic to sure. burn and you would. Yeah. Yep. So after you make that binding, you can hang it over the door or place it by a window or wear it. The juice of the inner bark is applied to the eyelids to give someone the sight. Ooh, like Thomas the Rhymer. Yeah, I think so. Ooh. And then there's even more stand or sleep under an elder on Sam Wayne. Did I say that right? Sam Wayne or Beltane Mm -hmm. Eve and you will see fairies. Do we want to see fairies or not? I heck yeah, we do. What do you mean? Do we want to see them? Well, it depends what fairies we see. Are you telling me if you had the opportunity to see a fairy, you would turn it down? I think I have seen fairies. Now we're talking. <laughs> now that's a tangent we're going to need to have to take. Where? I saw, well, in my living room. <laughs> oh, those, the <laughs> sphere ones that you talked about on the ghost episode? Before you cart me off to the loony bin. No, I would never. Well, I know, but my son and my mother, when I can't speak about stuff like this with them because they, well, they, they've got the cart ready. They've got the loony bin cart <laughs> sitting and waiting outside the house. They're like <laughs> literally waiting to like shove me in it. Um, no, but I'll um, you. You know, I saw these like, and it wasn't okay. People are going to think I'm weird, but it wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't stand up too quickly or anything like that, but mm-hmm. out of the corner of my eye, on the sofa I was standing next to the sofa and on out of the corner of my eye I saw these like super bright lights like dancing around and then when I turned my face they disappeared no way I think they were fairies I'm sure they were there was like three or four of them and they kind of just you know it wasn't it was definitely not dust getting caught in sunlight or anything like that because that's obvious that that's what it is but it was like a twinkly light almost like a Christmas tree light out of the corner of my eye and then as soon as I turned around they went I'm sure they're fairies that uh, that sounds like um fairy a uh, fairy Heidi Colenso emailed us that mm-hmm. little tiny wee like two sentence fairy story that mm-hmm. sounds like hers I think it was her yeah. daughter I think it was her daughter or her and her daughter's I can't ne- remember niece or something yeah they saw the same kind of twinkly lights yeah. and and um ginger was talking about that kind of yeah twinkle experience as well I 1000 percent believe you I'm just jealous maybe so maybe I should try it do you want me to be the guinea pig We've got a load of elder trees yes. and woods next to my house. Of course house. I do. Yes. 100. So what are the two days I have to choose? Beltane and Sawane. Yes. Didn't Beltane just pass? Have I missed it? Wasn't that in April? Am I going to have to wait until Halloween then? Why don't you know when, why don't we know when those are? That's really bad. A like rubbish. Amateur hour that we are. Rubbish pagan. Yeah, we are. I'm going to Google it. Well, you can also just wear a sprig anywhere and it'll ward off evil spirits. So that sounds good to me. I mean, so 
if I, oh yeah, Beltina's midi. Shit, we just missed it. We're the worst. We missed it by like a month. We should have had like a special. All right, next time we have one coming up. We'll have to have, well, we should mark all of the four yes. special things with special episodes. We got to get I on know. it. We've been really Definitely. busy though. Um, did we'll you be know? more prepared for next year. Yeah. We'll be probably way we'll more professional as well. We'll be cackled off the stage by then. <laughs> did you know figwort, if you gather it at the incoming tide, you can use it as a charm against the evil eye. Did you know that? Ooh, I, just, I know. No. So is that in case somebody curses you? I, what I don't know what the evil eye is though. That's I think that's thing. a little bit of a curse. Mm, I should. I'm sure it's in here. Under, yeah. But that's. I'm going to keep on point. Here's about the hawthorn tree, which is one of those super magical. Oh, trees, I love hawthorn like trees. the Rowan and the elder. So it's the totem plant of the Ogilvies, which I don't know what that is either. Just the gonna... Ogilvies are another family clan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I figured, but I'm not afraid to say that I don't know something when I don't know. In fact, I, I taught a family of Oglebees. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So that's like the, the Campbells and their totem plant. So wow. where oak, ash, and thorn grow together, mm-hmm. you're likely to see fairies. So you got to keep your eyes peeled when you're out on your walks. Okay. If you see an oak, ash, and a th- on a hawthorn, hawthorn tree in the same place yeah that's okay. where they tend to gather a lone hawthorn tree standing on a hill or near a source of water is likely an entrance to the fairy realm and should never be harmed or disturbed and i feel like that's common knowledge in mm-hmm. a lot of parts of scotland that was what we were talking about last <laughs> week with that tree in yes in the, Ireland in the way of the road the mm-hmm. highway right a hawthorn growing by a holy well should never be cut or dishonored and nothing should be removed from it including falling wood around it hawthorn flowers should never be brought into the house except on beltane eve where they can be placed in front of the door before sunrise oh why what happens if you bring them in your house i don't i don't know I'm assuming not good things. Bad fortune. Med- what about the berries, though? Because I've got a whole bunch of them in my freezer. What's going to happen? All to I me? know is what Ellen tells me. I don't know oh. any extraneous information, unfortunately. That's not good enough, Karen. I know. What if I've got berries in my freezer and misfortunes? Well, I wouldn't. Maybe that was the source of all of my misfortune for the last year. Well, here's how... If you want to, if you want to actually seek con, if you're looking to touch base with the fairies and seek contact with the fairy realm, you can sleep beneath a solitary hawthorn growing on a hill on Beltane or on Midsummer's Eve. There's a lot going on on Midsummer's Eve. Is that July? Is that July? No, that is the end of June. So that is not far away. So (gasps) I think my mission is to find a hawthorn. Yes. And sit there on Midsummer's Eve, but yes. maybe I need to take some. Maybe I need. I need not. I need to prepare for this. I'm not yeah, going to go into this blindly. I don't want. Well, just make your wreath of things. Yeah, I need some safe. protection. I definitely need to do some stuff for protection. Come armed with all the protection that I possibly might need. Well, you will grab your book because it tells you all of the different things that you can protect yeah. yourself with. So you're in good hands. Ellen will not let you down. Don't even worry about it. Did you know that that um, the picks used to make their ale from Heather, but they just didn't use the hops? Oh, really? Yeah. 
Isn't that funny? They don't know what the pics were saying on all of the but stones, they know what they drank. but they know what ale they drank. I think that's so funny. Did they do Cause how would that even of- survive? Like how, how would they know that? Like not no source of ale would survive thousands and thousands of years. Why? How do they know that? Can they not do are your can they not do archaeology on remnants of poo? Oh yeah, they probably can, but that not enough to be like not enough to be like this is what they drank five thousand years ago. Because nothing would be in your poo from ale, Heather. Heather would be in your poo. You never know, or maybe they. Find- <laughs> they do know. I think they exactly know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It's Come called on. science. <laughs> but maybe they found in archaeological digs. So here's what I'm guessing: in an archaeological dig, they mm-hmm. might have found some kind of earthenware thing with fossilized that, yeah. heather that they could tell that there was like. Yeah, ale made from yeah Heather. Let's uh, okay. let's go. With I'm that in. One. I'm in. I'm good. And they even and have also a recipe. that sounds super yummy. Why do we not do that now? No, that would hops, taste amazing. I know because hops are disgusting, in my <laughs> opinion. But they I think also, we need to re- revive the Heather ale. I know. I think so. Too. Actually, I, I'm saying that, but there is a Heather ale that you can buy here. Well. There's a recipe right in the next sentence. They oh, give you the recipe you right for it. This is from Wilma Patterson of the Isle of Skye. You take one gallon of heather tops. Oof, that's a lot of heather tops. Yeah. You do two pounds of malt extract, a pound of honey or one and a half pounds of sugar, three gallons of water, and one ounce of yeast. You cut the heather when it first comes into bloom. Simmer one gallon of water for about one hour. Strain through a jelly bag onto the sweetener and the malt extract that actually sounds delicious that sounds so delicious and then you stir until dissolved add the remaining water and when lukewarm add the yeast white heather oh that's it white heather is especially sacred and magical and brings good luck it grows only on the grave of a fairy or on ground where no blood has ever been shed really wow heather tops should be gathered at dawn for the greatest magical potency. I mean, come on. That is like I, get, a I never get up at dawn. That's cool. not happening. I have to do an all nighter. <laughs> I'll skip the protection because I am not getting this up far that early. Too early. I'm not a morning person. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's because you go to bed when I go to bed and you're five hours ahead of me. Crazy I, girl. I, th- I could do an all nighter and stay up. I'll yeah, just get my could. friend Sarah until yeah. like me and her always stay up till five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's so cute. Last time we were together, we um, looked out the window or went out the door or something and went, oh my goodness, it's so bright outside. What happened? And then we look at our watches and realized that it was five oh, in the morning. That's the best kind of friend in the whole world, though. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about mistletoe next, which is Ooh. super cool because it's still like such a part of our like modern day you know wintertime festivities and it's all stems from this kind of you know all goes way back it's all about the snow game mm -hmm. it's it's sacred to the the god of love balder i don't know who that is which is love balder b-a-l-d-e-r god of love balder I don't know what that is. That sounds so funny. Ellen knows. I just got this image of like, come on, like, we need to know that is that a <laughs> love of bald people? Right? 
A bald, a bald, bald lover. Balder. I don't know. We'll have to Google that. Google that while I read the rest because it's so good. Love balder. <clears throat> this, but that's because that's a or something. That's why it's common to kiss under it at the winter solstice because of Ooh. this. So we need to know what this who this love of God of love balder is. It is placed in the marriage bed to promote fertility. It is one of the most sacred plants of the Druids when found growing on an oak. So keep your eyes peeled for mistletoe growing on oak. It says, but this might be completely wrong because this isn't Scottish at all, but Balder is the son of Odin and Freak. So it has like a Norse. Yeah. Like a Norse connection. Interesting. Um, I, can, has, I just, yeah. It has the most potent anti-tumor oh. activity. That's yeah, really because cool. do you know what? There oh, are uh, there are alternative doctors here. That's oh. that there's an alternative doctor. He's a German guy and he has he's well known for um giving mistletoe extract to people with mm. cancer and having no success with it. Um apparently Balder had a horrible dream that his life was in danger. Frigg demanded an oath from every creature and object in the world that they would not harm Balder. However, she missed out one plant, the mistletoe, because she thought it was small and insignificant. This turned out to be a big mistake. Mm -hmm. When the gods were having fun shooting arrows at the invincible Balder, things went badly wrong. Wow. And then it goes on, but I'm obviously not going to read it because yeah, it's that's too... Right. Yeah, so that's definitely that Balder because it speaks about mistletoe. Cool. Yeah, there is. Every day is a school so day. I know. Yay. It also says a sprig of mistletoe is cut on. Why can't I say this word? It's a suween. I'm going to write that on my computer. I say it again. Um, I know it's confusing because it's spelt S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Like you would say it's Sam Hain, but it's Sawin. And they spell it here S A M H U I N N, which looks like Sam Hewen. <laughs> Sam Hewen. <laughs> not to be confused with Jamie. That's not what we're talking about here. Or is it? <laughs> I just can't ever remember that. So you're supposed to cut it on that eve with a new dirk after circumambulating. I thought you were going to say oh my god the third the tree three I'm times so sorry i've gone i've gone downhill sorry. well this is this is one of you those can cut that bit out this, um, you know i'm not editing anything you know me um so this is where we go scottish right because this is like the most random but also very specific like yeah okay because we so, love random and specific at the and same time. long things stories that go on and on yeah. so a sprig of mistletoe okay it's cut on sam whatever eve with a new dirk after circumambulating the tree three times diesel which wow. is yeah very specific can you mm -hmm. imagine looking out your window and seeing this person like holding their dirk up in the air with the sprig walking around the tree <laughs> you imagine i'm gonna do it next time <laughs> being like what and then take the a video hell? for your pleasure and then it said well if you do you're good because thus collected it makes a charm against witchcraft and brings good luck in battle so you're 
set. I'm set for the next fight I have. It is. It can also be placed in a barn's in a baron's cradle to prevent abductions by the fairies. But be sure to put it in a place where the baron won't eat it because it's poisonous. Poisonous. There's a lot of shit to put in Let's the put poor baby's thing. cradles. There's Let's so many this. things. <laughs> Let's put this poisonous thing in the baby's cradle. I know. And like knives and like iron pitchforks. Scissors. Like they'll do anything. <laughs> the poor baby's just like sleeve like in a like a <laughs> bed with all the shit in it you're good though no fairies as rolling around <laughs> and there's like scissors in the poor thing's face <laughs> but no fairies hey oh well they are the most evil of evilness so they are that's true so oak is a huge one too oak is like is i love this one <clears throat> This is my favorite little sentence because it says, Oak is the king of the trees and very sacred to druids. It's a, it is revered as a tree that spans the three worlds with its roots that go down far as the tree is high, which I never thought about. But then that's such a oh, beautiful, I love that. we should do art, an art piece on that. Oh, Wouldn't yeah. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Mm-hmm. With like the, it's like, like a that, tree and then that, the- um, that article that was going doing the rounds a little while ago about how trees have these underground root systems that are actually them communicating with each other and I just love yeah yes I do too it's that same like another other earthly kind of magic it attracts lightning marking it as a tree of the gods this parrot the parasitic the mistletoe that we just talked about that grows all over oaks makes it like equally and even more sacred when they grow together wow Women can hug can an oak just, to ensure sorry. easy childbirth. You're can good. I just interrupt and ask? You said it traverses the three realms. What are the three realms then? The other worlds, the human worlds, and the godly worlds. Yeah, okay. I just made that up. Okay. I, it's fine if you made it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with it. Let's yeah. go with that one. That sounds pretty like it should be yeah and actually when i was reading this last night in bed i was reading the very beginning of it and it actually says hang on this is very relevant to that um sorry can you guys hear that really obnoxious loud music that's outside i'm really sorry if you can no some of my neighbors must have decided to have a party in their garden no i hope they're having a garden oh your garden looks beautiful by the way Thank you. I saw the pictures on Facebook. All right. I'm not going to be able to find this easily. So I'm going to just, but it was, uh, remind me, it was about the whole theory of like fairies as fallen angels that we touched upon last time. And I want to revisit that and I will make sure to like mark my book and we can talk about that again. Yeah. I think that could easily be a week's topic. Yeah, for sure. Um, The origins of fairies and where they came from. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So um, if you would like to see fairies, you can also, if you have to say this, Lucy, when you are at an oak tree, you have to say by oak and ash and thorn, and then you're going to see fairies. So just so you know. Do you know, that's really interesting because I'm actually in a group on Facebook that is, um, I was invited into this group by an artist friend of mine who we've already spoken about julia jeffrey the one that Mm -hmm. did the isabel gowdy paintings yes and because she is part of a little group of artists who are going to do some stuff together and so 
I'm just part of the group because I want to see their wonderful artwork. Yeah. And the group is called Oak, Ash, and Thorn. Oh. Yeah, because a lot of their artwork has to do with like kind of Celtic, mystical, awesome stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, Rowan, we. Is it Rowan or Rowan? How am I saying that? I don't Rowan. think it matters. Okay. I call it, I say Rowan. 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 I actually don't I feel like I've heard it. both. This is another hugely, hugely potent. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one uh, of my plants. favorite ones. It's, um, according to Ellen, the most ubiquitous magical plant of the Highlands. Every house once strove to have a Rowan tree nearby. Twigs, wreaths, and crosses of Rowan were placed in the home and, ba- and barn as protective charms and furniture, cradles, boats, tools, carts, and houses were made of Rowan wood to bring luck and protection from evil sorcery. It was like a big deal. And there's a sweet little uh, traditional poem that she lists that says the hags came back finding their charms more powerfully withstood for warlocks, witches cannot work where there is Rowan tree wood. So it's oh, like everybody, that. I know, right? Rowan tree twigs. There is literally a whole line of them there are. on the pathway outside my house. That's why yeah, obviously planted by the council, so they knew that there was protective charms maybe needing to be placed, and they're they're along the um the pavement, which mm-hmm. is your sidewalk. Yes, we can. We say pavement too. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Really? I thought you only called it sidewalk. I mean, I wouldn't call it a pavement, but sidewalks are generally can be made of pavement, so it's makes sense. Oh, okay. So yeah. along our pavement, there is a whole heap, <laughs> like our corridor. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> along our, along my outside corridor, the little road <laughs> that goes along the, onto the big road. <laughs> The along little the ones. corridor. <laughs> the nature corridor. Along the nature Nature's corridor. corridor. Yes. Along nature's <laughs> corridor. I'm going to call. Oh, no, it's uh, made of pavement. It is not in, it, that is not very natural. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> but there's there's a rowan tree every couple oh, of meters. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so, that's super cool. They're my favorite. I love the way that their leaves change color in autumn and go from green all the way through to you know red brown orange yellow and you get all the different colors and I'm I love jealous. the shape of the leaves I don't They're... think we have them here at all I could mm-hmm. be totally wrong but I don't think that we do um there's actually really cool cool a, a few more cool factoids about this magical tree it's supposed yeah, to I be hear the berries are supposed to be the food of the Tuatha Dei Danon, the fairies of the Irish fairies that everybody mm-hmm. knows and loves, which is why they're often seen near stone cairns and circles in Scotland. But I thought the the Tuatha de Danon de, de are only in Ireland. I thought I that thought that's so like too. an Irish. Oh, but then she's just saying, I think basically she's saying that the round berries are probably are enjoyed by by classical like celtic fairies i mm-hmm. think is what she's saying rowan wood was once used to make the cross beam in the chimney called the rantry which is short for 
rowan tree. The churn staffs, the distaff of the loom, the pin of the plow, the parts of the watermill were all made from rowan to bring magical aid and protection. Rowan was planted near the house door and trained to grow in an arch over <clears throat> or an arc over the barn door or the farm gate to keep evil from entering. People were obsessed at the oh, fire festivals. That. A Rowan wand was placed on all of the door lintels and a piece in every pocket. Round wood was used to build the ritual fires upon which bannocks were baked on holy days. Coffins were made of round wood to prevent the dead from returning to haunt the living. Make a wooden knife or a fame, I don't know what that is, of round wood to use in your rites and ceremonies. It will protect your circle from all harm. Why use a metal knife when the fairies despise iron? Why use, Why a, metal? use a metal knife when you can just beat people with the stick of a rowan? Right. <laughs> Oh, I don't understand. Why does she say that at the end? Why use a metal <clears throat> knife when the, the fairies despise iron? Is Iron is metal. I don't understand what she's saying there. Yeah, that's a little bit contradictory. That is weird. Mm -hmm. Well, taking off that last sentence, it will protect your circle from all harm. So clearly people were like hanging on to this tree for yeah. dear life. I wonder what it was about it that they thought that that in particular was what was like saving them and being so powerful against so many evil things. That's fascinating. I, know. I do wonder where those things come from, where, where that one is chosen over a different tree. Yeah. I mean, and like forcefully. So to the point like, where they're they like, something that we don't. That. I know something must've happened. That's what I mean. It's like probably one of those things where like there was some crazy fi fire and everything burned on except randomly some. Rowan tree, and they're like, That one has magical powers. Tell everyone, and then, like, poof, it like passes down through oral <laughs> tradition. And, like, lo and behold, I mean, that's obviously making that up, but I really want to know, like, what is it? What has something must have happened? Something must have happened. That's my sister, or it's all true, Karen. But what what started it? I want to know the origin story of these the magical fairy? plants. What do you mean? What started it? The fairies came from the other world and they met somebody in a grove next to the hawthorn tree. And then they showed them the rowan tree and they said, this one is magic. And <gasps> so you think the fairies are the ones that educated the humans about the magical powers of these plants? Because yeah, go for it. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to admit And I it. didn't even make that up just now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, I think it's funny that some like these are all, you know, they're supposed to be magical plants surrounded by lore, but they're all cute. These are all humans that are that are saying these things all. You know what I mean? They're 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 and it's actually the humans that are saying it. Because that's Could what be these the are babies. all used by humans. I know, but, it's but like maybe, maybe somebody the went fairies. off into the baby world for their seven years and they came back with all this knowledge. <laughs> Just let me. Oh, I'm like, I'm, you go, girl. I'm like I living like in this little you weird dream world. I'm, I'm right there with you, sister. Do you know the true story? The true story why the thistle is Scotland's national flower. Do you know why? Have I'm you heard the story? To see <gasps> that I haven't got a clue. You really? 
No way. I really haven't got Oh, to. you're going to love it. It's super short. I want to hear. And it's really funny. It's like number 10,081. Why I Is love Scotland. Because it's all spiky. It's like a funny story. Come on then. Okay. It's awesome. So the flower of Scotland, the thistle is what I'm talking about. It was adopted. I thought you were going to sing me the song there for a minute. Oh, don't I would if I knew it, I would totally sing it as the national symbol. After the battle of Kargs, a Danish invader had attempted to make a surprise attack on a Scottish clan, but he stepped barefoot on a thistle and his howls of pain foiled the attack. The symbol, the thim, the thistle symbolizes strength and tenacity through adversity, thriving in the wild, damp landscape of Scotland. And that's why it's your freaking flower. I love that Some so guy much. stepped barefoot on a thistle and was like, ow. And then they ruined their plan. Like fast forward thousand years. Isn't that hilarious? When is this set in? Like- um, I first read that in like a, I don't know. I was in but Scotland. Is it when set I- in like the, the. 1100s or something it doesn't say the year but it was it was a good long time ago how's that no it was like the medieval version of lego yes isn't that hilarious (laughs) like ouch my foot and then now it's your national anthem isn't that so funny i know it's like the unicorn being your like national animal it's like everything is like quirky and super cool I love it all. <laughs> that's because we're that's because we're quirky and super cool. Well, that's why I love you so much. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap this up. I think um, I love you, even though you're a Campbell. <laughs> but I'm not. I just married I one. Remember, so I'm still good. Um. Well, you know about shamrocks, where there where they are plentiful, there is sure to be fairy activity in the area. Mm-hmm. I thought that was is that more Irish. And we just finished. That was a ton. Well, this is Scottish herbs and fairy lore. So oh. you must have them in Scotland we as well. We must have them in I'm Scotland. Sure There's a lot of crossover grow. as well. Yeah. You guys are only 10 miles apart. That's like basically nothing. But also there's the the tribe. There was a tribe from Ireland that came over to Scotland and yeah. moved on up and mixing and mixing and mashing you know what i thought was super cool from reading that um volume one of the scottish peculiar history Mm -hmm. book was that like very first settlers in scotland were from spain i'm talking way way back and i was like what that's a fun fact i know what yeah I knew there was a reason why i loved spain read 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 that isn't that super cool I mean, I'm talking like the first people. So wow. as far as I know, I know. Before the Vikings, before the Romans, before the Picts, Spain. Uh, were they from the north, the northwest of Spain? Yes. Do they have redheads there Celtic. too? Yeah, is it? That's a Celtic. That's another Celtic part of the world. So there's Celts in... But Celts is in, like a is like a language. Wales, yeah, right. Wales, Brittany, I think that yeah. northwestern part of yeah. Spain and Cornwall, um, the Isle of Man, they, which they yeah, call because, Manx. I want to move there so I can call myself a Manx. I just think that makes you sound you know, instantly you badass. Little Manx, you, you little Manx. I want to be a Manx. <laughs> there, there's the people in the north, the northwestern coast of Spain actually have a slightly different language to Spanish. 
What is, and it's Celtic. Area? Oh, is it? What's that area? Yeah, in Galicia. Galicia. Oh, I've never heard of that. It's mm-hmm. a pretty it's, little town. Oh, it's so beautiful up there. Mm-hmm. there. I've never been to Spain. I was on a train going to Spain. I thought I was going to Spain. The train never went there Portugal by mistake and then when we got off we were like what happened to Spain and then we realized oh complete does not mean does means full we went on a different train so we went to Avignon France instead which was so amazing and beautiful but like (laughs) I just remember traveling like that like just traveling around in the world and like (laughs) hopping on random trains thinking you're going in one place ending up in another and then just being like huh Okay, and like well, hopping off, off like, here let's go grab a baguette and another bottle of wine. Let's go and have some cheese. Like, murmur. so yeah, I never I quite know. made it, but I did try. I did try, and I do oh, need to Spain go. Is, do you know? I love Spain. I know we're totally going off topic. Is that here. when you were in a bus and you yeah, were sick? If anybody has this image of Spain as being Benidorm type, high rise, high rise beach holiday cheesiness that's not what I think of well but there's a lot of Spain coastal Spain that's like that that's been completely ruined by the Brits because that's not what Spain's about and Spain is beautiful yeah if you ever hey girl when you come here we could take girl we could take (laughs) a road trip to Spain oh that would be amazing (laughs) because um, we could just like hop on a train but really go there that time really go <laughs> but maybe that actually time. go I like, tried not tried get too drunk and get off at the wrong stop and end up in the bad part of town I'm not sorry but, I wound up in Avignon and I end up like needing to the police to intervene for you so you don't get shot at but yeah we could <laughs> we could go to Granada is the most amazing place oh. ever it's okay, so amazing. Go. Do you know any Spanish? Um, my Spanish is pretty pretty non-existent now because yeah, it was like twenty years ago that I lived there. So, and I only really knew enough to buy things in the market and cafes and stuff. But yeah, I know yeah. nothing. I can say dos cervezas, por favor. Oh, yeah, two beers, please. I can say that too. It's about it. <laughs> yes. Muy bien. Muy bien. <laughs> That's good. What are you doing next time? What are you going to do? I'm not going to tell week? you. Oh, you're not? No, I want a surprise. Okay. That's the best. I want to build up a little bit of anticipation. You did. Thank you for putting But up I with can me. tell you now that I've already started researching it and it is super cool. Oh my God. I bet. I super can't, cool I, and spooky. Oh, Sp- good. It's a spooky, super cool mystery that to this day is still not solved. And that is the teaser that okay. I'm you. And you are going to be super excited. You're just never going to believe when you hear oh, it. Well, this is going to go. We got to figure out when to film because or film or whatever. Record. Because we got to go to. I got to go on some vacay. So it'll be launched. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of your. Because we're going to Vegas, even though half of it's still closed because of COVID, but whatever. I know, but you're going to have buffet food and that's the no, best. No, the win, the win has the best buffet. It's not open. Um, oh, no, wait. I think, oh, I don't want to say dates. Actually, how do you do buffet food with COVID? Because you can't have like 50 million people lifting up 
like the serving spoon. Well, I think if you put the serving spoon onto your plate and then, yeah, I don't know. We'll just all get COVID, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still I don't jealous know. of the buffet food. You're gonna just don't come back like five stars. I like how you say buffet. The buffet food. I'm gonna start saying that. Can we go to the buffet? The buffet food. Is that what you call it? The buffet. The buffet. The buffet. But I like buffet food better. It sounds cool. <laughs> I want some buffet food. <laughs> Give me the buffet. I want the food from the buffet. <laughs> It's like sounds like a completely different thing. <laughs> it sounds it sounds a lot more hardcore. Which it is really what we are in Scotland. It sounds like the <laughs> what was the word from last time? The Durkin, the dirt. <laughs> what was that word? You don't remember? The, the, the dirt. You were like that's a. T- <laughs> you can't say it like three times. It was dunter. Yes! dunter. <laughs> Go meet the dunter to get some the buffet. Food. I'll give Which you the dunter. <laughs> get your dunter and meet me at the buffet. The buffet. The bu- I can't even say it. The buffet. The buffet food. Buffet. No. Buffet. The buffet. Buffet. The food of the buffet. Do you know there's probably some Scottish people that do call it a buffet. Really. No, they I don't. don't know. The French is much Farmer Jim. To you. Farmer Jim Farmer probably Jim. calls it a buffet. He's a dunker. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we should wrap this up. That was amazing, Karen. Oh, I think? learned so much. I am gonna go armed into the woods. And I, I really cannot highly enough recommend this book because it this is like that's like one percent of the cool stuff that she talks about it is I know. really real cool. i'm gonna say it again scottish herbs and fairy lore by ellen hopman amazon it's like the best it's the oh, best of all the best books it's really i am good. going to get myself some red thread yes and protective go out and get some rowan Okay. And make all the protective stuff for my house so can that you, no fairies can come inside. Can you do me a favor? Can you send me a picture of some of the Rowan leaves and stuff so oh, we can yeah. put it on the blog and on Instagram? Because I don't even like, I don't even, we don't have that. Do you not have Rowan trees? I don't think we do. Wait, I need to Google that really quick before we go because I really Oh, I love know. them. They're so beautiful. Oh, and if anybody is into art and they want to join our Celtic Collective, it's the we opened the supply classroom for free today at awesomeartschool.com. If you like watercolors and drawings, you need to come hang out with me. And it's Lucy. so exciting. We're going to do all the we're doing all fading, the things we're talking about, features. but we're doing the, an art form. Do rowan trees grow in the U.S.? Quick Google search. According to garden guides, the flowering dogwood, or Cornus Florida, grows across most of the United dogwood. States and in the milder regions of Southern That's not Canada. Rowan, is it? I don't think so. What? I, listen, Google boys. Shush, shush. Oh, it thought I said do flowering trees. Did I stutter, Siri? Come on. Maybe right. Siri doesn't recognize the word Rowan. Because they don't. Oh, here we go. How to grow one. Oh, it's also called a mountain ash. Oh, oh it's it? the most widely planted ash tree in, in North Carolina. In, in, well, it doesn't say. It says it's the, it will grow well in the U.S. is all of that it says. But they grow naturally wild throughout Northern Europe. But I don't know. It doesn't really, it didn't really answer my question. 
I bet it's all over the place. You just don't yeah. know because you don't go into the woods because of all the spiders. And seriously, and... I think it is. It says <coughs> it's definitely naturalized in it's it's native to Europe, Western Asia, and Siberia, and it's been naturalized in North America and being cultivated since colonial times. So it's here oh, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know. Well, go out and get your own photos. Just dodge. <laughs> just, just I love dodge. it. Go out and get your own photos. Then, just bitch. dodge the dodge the. <laughs> Like whatever spider that was, what was it called again? Oh, the Black Widow. Black Widow. I nearly yeah. called. I nearly called it Haiti Widow. <laughs> <laughs> what? They call it a mountain ash tree here. That's weird. Why did they change its name? I don't know. The heck? Yeah, it's they call it. Sounds a bit ash. like Mountain Dew. Mountain ash. That's much less sexy. I wonder if they call it that. If it loses its, do you think it loses its power when it goes across the pond? Definitely. Oh, that's not nice. What the heck. <laughs> you're not the only one that could be sassy tonight <laughs> i know i know i had that coming for sure and under that is do birds eat cheerios that's what comes up after that really about rowan that's really deep that's great all right i think that's a wrap for this week i think that on that note if anyone is we're gonna leave you wondering forever and ever and ever whether birds eat cheerios, cheerios. that's the culmination of this amazing and did you know that the word Cheerio is a very Scottish word for goodbye. Okay. And did you know that two years ago at Goodwill for $1 was the best pair of red sweatpants that I've ever bought in my whole life. And down the left-hand side in gigantic white block letters, it says Cheerio. (laughs) That's amazing. I need those in my life. (laughs) They are my favorite things in the whole world. And every winter I like sport them and I come down the stairs and I'm like, Cheerio. And I just put my left leg out and my whole family is like, what in the actual hell? They were one dollar. One dollar. So you should be. They are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so cheerio. I feel very official when I wear them. Aww. Yeah. All right. And then on that note, we really are leaving. We'll see cheerio. you next week. Okay. Bye. <laughs> if you'd like to join in some of the fairy fun and antics, come and find us on Instagram. We're called Owen Scott One Not over there as well. And if you have a friend that's partial to the fae, or maybe they're even a secret selkie, then please share this podcast with them. For more information on our fantasy-themed notebooks and journals, uncut and unedited YouTube videos, and to share with us your own scary or folklore-related stories, and also for more information on our Celtic Collective art program, you can find all that information and more over at our website, onescottonenot.com.